Welcome to the Real Life is Mind-Blowing podcast, where two friends will chat, laugh, and maybe even cry as we discuss documentaries we've watched. Today, we'll be talking about Our Father, a documentary streaming on Netflix about Donald Klein, a fertility doctor that was using his own sperm to inseminate his patients. So come hang out with us and have your mind blown as we talk about this doctor's horrifying practices. It's important to note, there are some very sensitive topics that we will be covering in today's episode. So please listen with discretion, use headphones if you're at work or around children. Um, We're going to dive right in. So when Sonia and I were talking about doing a documentary podcast, I don't remember which one of us saw the trailer for this first. We saw it on TikTok and I don't know, I don't yeah, either, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I remember that we were like, oh my gosh, because we thought it was out, I think, yes. right? And yes. then you, I do know that you researched to see, you know. Yeah. And I said, it it's out, not out yet. Out? We have to do this as soon as it comes out. Right. It came out in May. We're a little behind the ball. <laughs> <getting things done. laughs> Just a little bit, but. But holy cow. I mean, this is definitely one of those truly mind-blowing stories where it it starts out and you think, okay, this doctor's a little creepy. This is not right. But then as it goes on and on and on, you're like, holy shit, did this actually happen? Well, it's kind of weird, right? Because like, so the documentary, they interview his biological children, right? Yep. They start off with Jacoba, which mm-hmm. is the one. So now a question I do have that I was going to ask you if you'd like Googled mm-hmm. or, or looked anywhere. I, when she got her, so we're moving a little bit. We'll come back and give a quick little yep. recap. But mm-hmm. when she did her 23 and me um, thing, she came back and said, you know, she was expecting just a couple of siblings, you know, half siblings. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe she said she was, she had seven, seven, seven so siblings at this point. Okay. So seven other people have done this, you know, 23 and me and have gotten the same results she has. Well, I mean, I guess they'd have six, five, four, three, two, you know, and the right. First yeah. One. But they're matching but, the siblings. Right. So did these other people just not, you know, that's not clear because the documentary, they do refer Jacoba is the first biological child that you're introduced to. And they refer to her as sibling number one. Yes. And it definitely makes me wonder if they're referring to her as sibling number one, because she's the first person who figured it out. Right. And maybe these initial seven people she connected with are included in the final number, which we'll get to towards the end. Right. Right. Um, or maybe they just were not I have to believe they'd be included in the final number. I agree. And I mean, I think that I tend to lean towards the whole, you know, like she was the first one that even brought it up, right? That contacted it, She's the one that it clicked else. for her. She was like, wait, something's not right here. I don't look like my parents. Something doesn't feel right. right. Her parents said they had used a sperm donor. The clinic had said... We only use a sperm donor a max of three times because, you know, it's dangerous to have Right. Multiple people that Siblings don't know growing each other. up together, not right. knowing they're related, right? In the same towns. Right. So she was just kind of, she was doing 23 and me and hopes to find a sibling. Well, she had said, you know, she's blonde and blue eyed and her family mm-hmm. was uh, dark haired with, you know, olive skin tones. And so um, I guess she had repeatedly asked and even told them, hey, you know, it's not going to 
hurt my feelings or do anything, you know, like, right. if you tell me, because she was thinking she was adopted. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they tell her that, um, I guess this is when she decides later on to buy, oh, no, she gets a 23andMe or something for her mm-hmm. birthday or I don't know. Or maybe that wasn't her. Was Dude, I'm doing 23andMe. I, I thankfully, I don't, I don't have dozens of siblings. Yeah, no, I don't. Thankfully. <laughs> I've never done it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Although what I is do. fascinating, well, I mean, I don't want to yeah. get too off topic, yeah, but yeah, my yeah. dad is adopted. So okay. I thought it would be cool if I could find some of my biological Aunts family, but I guess none of my biological family is really Did into 20. the 23andMe things. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, right? Like what are the chances? Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's kind of gets crazy here. And again, I don't want to jump too far ahead because when you start talking about the final numbers, these are just the ones we know. The ones that decided to do a 20, I know what 23 and me is and I've never done it. I mean, it sounds cool, but I'm like, "Eh, okay, whatever, you know, like, I mean, so, but I don't know if you want to give a quick little recap of it so that of the listeners. whole documentary or I mean, 23 and me. Right? No, like of the whole thing, right? Like just um Yeah, so basically this he, Dr. Klein and it's so funny. I'm going to throw in a little side note here. I okay. actually know a doctor named Dr. Klein. And so you it were just, like is this Dr. Klein? This <laughs> it totally throws me off. But um he was one of the greatest fertility specialists at that time. And I don't say that lightly. He was like doing laser surgery to um, like repair fallopian tubes. Right. He was like the doctor to go to if you were infertile. Right. Um, and at the time, I think what was the year? It was like the 80s, right? 1985. Yeah. Artificial insemination was his thing. And in 1985, there weren't exactly like frozen sperm banks. It was basically like you had to get sperm from your donor and you had like an hour to get uh, the sperm from your donor into into your cervix. Inseminated. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. inseminated. Right. Right. Well, the funny, one of the things that I found like, not funny, but like, oh, wow. I mean, you you didn't want to think about it, right? Is it had to stay warm. So that lady. The nurse. Oh, the nurse would put it in her bra. Was carrying it in her boobs. So it would (laughs) stay warm. (laughs) Like, all right. We're not talking the technology we have now. No. Right? No. But so he was either using telling these women he was either using their husband's sperm right or if the husband for whatever reason had a low sperm count or was infertile right. he was using donor sperm and he was saying he was using them for medical students right young right. smart right right young, and no smart more men, than 3 no and, more than and, and no more than 3 times per donor right right so as the documentary evolves we learn that Dr. Klein has used his own sperm a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And, you know, as the documentary evolves, we go from Jacoba, who is, they call her sibling number one. But as we already mentioned, when she does her 23andMe, there's seven siblings already there. Right. And at that point, she's really confused because she's been told the donor sperm would not be used more than three times. But then I'm thinking, okay, she's an adult at this point. Maybe somebody right. donated their sperm when they were in their 20s and then grew up and had three kids. Later on. Them. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, so I didn't really, at that point, I was like, okay, seven, you know, 
seven's more than three, but I could see how but it's still not firm donor before would have seven children, right? right. It's it's not an outrageous amount, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, but as time goes on, they find more siblings. They confront Dr. Klein's family. So Dr. Klein didn't want anything to do with them. Well, and when they start finding each other though, remember they're like looking, looking for the connection. And so she even says that at one point they make a joke about it being the doctor and, and, you know, and she's like, they just wrote it off because I mean, well, that's the last person that you would assume is, is the biological father of all of these children. Right. But she starts digging and digging through more 23andMe research, and she actually does find a blood relative. The connection. To Dr. Klein. Yeah. And it I can't even imagine how overwhelmingly devastating that would be, right? To like, to find out that everything you had been told about your existence was not real. And you know, I mean, honestly, I'm sure it was hard on the kids, but I feel like as a mother, oh my god. Like I feel like I I, I yeah. Like I, don't I, I can't even I mean, like I I was thinking that right and I'm like, you know, it it is horrible for the, you know, for the children, you know. But can you imagine being the mother or the father that thought they went to a doctor and just had some help they needed, you know, to help them conceive this child. And then it turns out that, hey, I mean, you were actually like raped. Yeah. And so here's the thing, you know, there is a woman in the documentary who says I was raped 15 times. And didn't even know it. And, you know, I feel like I can definitely see how someone would feel that way. Most definitely. Legally, they were screwed. Legally, he did nothing wrong, but I'm still struggling. Okay, I could see where legally it wasn't rape. Okay, I can get by the letter of the law. Right. But these women consented to a very specific medical procedure. Right. They chose whose sperm they wanted inseminated inside their bodies right and he went into another room masturbated Mm -hmm. walked back in the room and put his sperm inside these women well and here's the thing like this is later on in the documentary right when jacoba's talking to that detective and she straight up says well if i spit on you is that assault and he says yes and it's like, okay, tell me that putting someone else's sperm inside my body without knowledge is not more disgusting than someone spitting in your face. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, wow. That was, mm-hmm. that was, you know, and I really like, he kind of annoyed me there, the detective, because he was mm-hmm. like, they were looking for me to be like. Yeah. It, what it, I don't remember how I, he, he said it, it, but he, the, Oh, cathartic to be, to yeah. be their cathartic, like, you know, it, it, but I'm like, called. dude, yeah. you can't tell me there was nothing illegal going on. You cannot, I don't care if it no. was the eighties. I don't care if we didn't know what we know now, these women consented to one procedure and had another thing done. Right. Like putting someone else's bodily fluid inside me is absolutely medical malpractice negligence what like something what if you consent 
to a heart transplant and they give you a liver transplant instead. Or, yeah, I mean, or give you the wrong heart. If they just give you the wrong thing or here's the other thing you did not consent to. It's not just, it's not like if I wanted this person's blood over here and I got the other person's blood. No, no. You're giving me genetic material that I am making a child from. Well, and the worst ones, because, you know, when they ask him, you know, why he did it, you know, oh, it's uh because these women really wanted a baby. Okay. I would buy that if, and only if, and it still grossed me out, but I would buy it. You're giving them the option. Or if the dad the dad's sperm, the father that they wanted to use uh-huh. if his sperm was not viable. But there were right. some who had definitely were definitely under the assumption that, that they were yeah. That their sperm was viable. Right. So it's like so even at that point, well, why did you not use the sperm that they gave you? One of them even said one of the ladies even said, What did you what do did with you my do father's with- sperm? Just throw it right. away? Right. I mean Wow. Like, yeah. Or if you gave, look, your, you know, your husband's sperm is not viable. We've tried Um, your husband's sperm three times. Right. We don't have another donor at the moment. I know my sperm is viable. Which is, would still be weird as hell, (laughs) right? (laughs) Hey, how many times do you think we're going to say sperm? (laughs) Dude, how many times am I going to say barf? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But okay, also, mm-hmm. so I only see female doctors. Like, I have seen male doctors if my doctor's been delivering a baby or something like that. Right. I, I just, I feel more comfortable with female doctors, right. Right? right? I cannot comprehend a doctor masturbating like in the middle of a medical procedure like maybe eight feet like away here from we go the other room barf <laughs> that's disgusting yeah yeah I mean totally barf wow. like, yeah that's gross I don't yeah. I mean I, I we can't say that enough that is like <laughs> barf. wait not only doing that you know right by you but then coming back and putting With his sperm inside your literally body. being inside your vagina yeah. My gosh. If you could, face yeah, is I am. Me. I just, I cannot. Wow. So my face cannot hide like, you know, <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> and For right now real. I have a look of disgust. It is. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's nasty. I mean, there was one, she came in, she comes in later on in the documentary. I don't know if you have her name down in, in the notes, but I think I do somewhere. She's the Are you one talking? that was the, so her mom went uh-huh. for this procedure. Turns out she's one of his children too, but she had also used him as her fertility doctor. Yes. So she's sibling number 61. Her name is Allison Kramer. Uh, she decided to take a DNA test because she had a genetic disorder, right? So that's another thing that another, we yeah. can t- touch on in a few minutes. But her parents are the colleagues of Dr. Klein's that they introduced earlier in the video, which I didn't see that coming. The real right. professional Jewish couple. Oh my goodness. I, you know what? I must've just like, that must've yeah. gone. So they were talking about, they were interviewing these people as colleagues and then yeah. they throw this twist in. Oh, by the way, they were also infertile. They did it to me too. And they had also used Dr. Klein and yes, but 
So in their case, did they think they were using the husband's sperm? Yes, they did. Oh, gosh. Yes, they did. And so she was 40 years, 47 years old when she found out that Dr. Klein was her father. Uh-huh. And Klein was also her fertility specialist and performed all of her like OBGYN exams. I mean, like that. He is literally performing fertility treatments on his biological children. So do you think that he knew, though, that that was his daughter? She says he knew. I mean, he had to have. How could he not know? Right. He like, he, he look, knows. you did the procedure. You Dirty know pervert. Who's he know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is exactly what he is. Look. I'm drinking wine for the first time on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm drinking coffee. Today I'm the old lady. Um, but it's because I don't need I don't need wine right now to be giggly for some reason. I must yeah, be tired. Right. But yeah. no, well, I mean, he must have known. He did the procedure. He knew who sperm mm-hmm. he used. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then, you know, the lady was pregnant, had this child. But you then know? he's literally performing OBGYN procedures on his biological daughter. That's crazy. That makes me want to barf. Barf. <laughs> barf. The word of the podcast today is yeah. barf. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So throughout the whole documentary, they keep bringing up, you know, new, you know. New siblings. New, new siblings. Sibling number mm-hmm. one. Sibling number two. You know, like you go yep. through a whole bunch of siblings and they get in contact with his bio, with his son, right? David. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you, you might remember their names better than I do, but yes, they yes, get in touch I believe with his, his, son, children. his son's name is David though. The one that they tell that they want to meet mm-hmm. Klein, you know, and he arranges this meeting. And at this point, I'm not sure how many siblings show up to meet him. Do you have that number anywhere, Jody? Um, so I do know. Okay. I actually have it down. His son was Doug, but oh, Doug. Doug, um, when they met with him, he insisted there were no more than 10. So at that point, we're still really low. Well, in and the numbers. because at this point, too, they have asked Klein. Apparently, his children from his right. marriage have asked him, and he has said there are no, no more, more than, than 10. 10. But mm-hmm. here's the funny thing funny, haha. Yeah, funny. You go through the documentary, and as soon as they say, you know, there were no more than three, it's like sibling yeah. number seven. Yeah. Klein there said there were no, no more, more than, than 10. 10. And then the little tally clicks up. And what next thing you know, we're meeting tally? sibling 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like a little like, oh, wait. Oh, it's like the commercials. There's this. Yep. But wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, I mean, we get up to sibling 14. Uh, oh, oh, oh. So no one's taking the case. Jacoba contacted the attorney general of her state. She oh, contacted yeah. the attorney general of the United States. No one would like even respond to her. Even the so media. She, right. She found a local reporter who was like, whoa, we need to tell this story. This is like, this is some big news. Klein starts showing up to meetings with people like with an obvious weapon. He's telling people they need to be careful. He's, you know, lug nuts are being taken off of people's vehicles. Like, but Sonia, could you believe his phone calls with Jacoba where he was like, you're going to ruin my marriage. How could you possibly ruin my life? Think about how how could you possibly ruin my marriage? 
Um, right. Dude, you were the one jerking off wait, with your female so, patients. Okay. Like, so do you th- wait, so then, I mean, he was doing this then while he was married. Oh, for sure. And it having his like own children. His like entire forever. career. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being married and finding out mm. that you have, you know, I, I mm. like to exaggerate a little, 8,952 children. And, <laughs> and so hey, now, holy crap, I have 8,952 um, stepchildren. Is it step? Yeah, because your husband was beating yeah. off in an exam room. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I, God, it makes me so angry because for him to put on these children, oh, don't do this to me. You're going to ruin my life. Um, I'm sorry. Your behaviors ruined your own life. How many lives did he ruin? Like when right. everyone started finding out, I mean, like, like we've said a million times, this is absolutely devastating for these children, right? These adult and children. And their parents, but their, their fathers, parents their mothers. Are, yes. yes. Like, well, imagine being a father. Like, right. And you know, and it's like, nothing will ever take that away, right? You are that child's father, mm-hmm. but my gosh, like thinking that they are your biological children your entire life. And all of a sudden that gets taken away from you because, you know, some crazy pervert (laughs) decided to, you know, that he was going to, I don't know, make as many children as he could, I guess. Yep. So what's actually interesting when you talk about making as many children as he could The first time he meets with the siblings, the numbers are still pretty low at this point, but he agrees to meet with them. And they said it was almost like he was interviewing them. He was like ranking them to see who was the most successful. But here's where we learn that a lot of them are having health problems. Right. And they wanted to ask Dr. Klein, like, and he's like, oh, no, no, you know, there's nothing for me. You need to be concerned about. Right. Nothing you need to be concerned about. But he starts reading all these religious scriptures to them. And they're like, dude, back the F up with the religion and all of this. Like, Well, because like Jacoba is very religious. She even right. says, don't use my God to justify your behavior, you know, and it's. Right. And, you know, he talks, he's, he's a man of his church. He's a man of the community. He's a right. man of his marriage. Like, and. But it comes out later that he is part of like the quiverful movement. So, okay. So when I was listening to it this time, right now you say that I had before, when I watched it the first time, I had Googled some more to see where he was at now and what he was. Yeah. He's still living his damn life. He is. But then I saw a few other articles, right. Where they were dissecting the documentary as well. Right. Okay. But Mm -hmm. they talked about how the documentary uh, dropped this quiverful movement stuff in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so when I was watching it this time, I was thinking about what they had said, because they had said the, that theory, according to Jacoba and um, the people dissecting the documentary, were like, there just wasn't enough there to substantiate, enough, enough evidence there for them to prove that theory, right? Okay. So supposedly, Jacoba had, when she emailed she emailed the one of the attorney generals, and apparently when the email came back, they had copied multiple people. Okay. And so one of her, I guess, proof, you know, 
mm-hmm. from that was that one of the people copied in the email had in their signature something about the quiverful movement. Okay. So they were like, it was that and the fact that he quoted scripture. And it's like, okay. well, apparently the quiverful movement is this huge, like, you know, have as many children as you can. Oh, so yeah, like the, the, the Duggars are quiverful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, okay, it's interesting to see that. Because when I went back to look at it, I was like, huh. I mean, he may be, he may not have been, right? But it was just not. Okay, but if he's not, let's say, okay, let's say he is quiverful, right? Mm-hmm. That I mean, and right. they truly believe that like women's purpose is to, to procreate uh-huh. so men can have as many children as possible, right? So that would right. make sense. But okay, let's say he's not quiverful. Right. Who the fuck does he think he is? Like, well, does the world, a lot of does people he really think the world needs that many of his well, offspring? The, the other one, the other theory, right, was that uh-huh. this was a, some sort of, gross sexual satisfaction for him. I mean, he's like, Ugh, they're thinking, I mean, yeah, right. Like he is masturbating in the room next to his patient and coming back and putting his, like, is this some disgusting way that he also, like fulfills some disgusting, like, ugh. Okay. So I'm going to say this and I I don't mean to make light of this situation. Yeah, I know. I really feel like I'm going to be sick. So I don't mean to make light of this situation. But as someone who's had fertility issues, right. it is quite fascinating to me how viable his sperm are. Well, and honestly, like, he was a good doctor because he knew exactly. I mean, he holy these crap. women were getting pregnant. Yes, you know, and this like, was and this was like we just said in the 1980s, where things were not like they are right. today. Right. Right. Like, so I, I don't want to say I'm impressed because it sounds well, no, just so It is very wrong. interesting, right? It's like to see his success rate. Yes. I holy. Mean, which holy. is why so many people would go to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I did also Google, did any more, <laughs> did any more siblings come out after the Netflix documentary aired? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything though, but I was like. So one of the reporter said, like, if you or anyone you know saw yeah. Dr. Klein and became pregnant under test. his care yeah. in the 80s, you should have a DNA test I'm going to tell you, if someone that saw Dr. Klein and they look at their kid and their adult child is blonde. They're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, by the way, wasn't it uncanny how much they all They all. Alike? I mean, so not only was a sperm viable, clearly he has very strong genes because they Holy all. crap. I mean, not all the moms were blonde hair, blue eyed to where you could right. be like, well, both parents are now blonde hair, blue eyes. And blonde hair and blue eyes is recessive. Like, there, so it's, yeah. Dude. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. How was he doing this? Yeah. But it it, it does make you want, and you know, he would never, his, his level of arrogance and never admitting to any wrongdoing and not even understanding why people were upset. He was just worried about himself. Infuriating. And more infuriating was the fact that there was nothing to nail this fucker to the wall with, like nothing. No, there there was no legal repercussion. Well, when they were talking about you know to make the case for rape, it was I can't even remember what the first you know mm-hmm. thing they had to meet was. The second one was you know without consent, but right. they didn't meet the first one, so it was like oh well technically right. it's not. Rape. But they're also saying the women consented to the procedure, and I'm like no, yeah, they fucking they con- didn't. They didn't consent to what he did. They did right. consent to you know 
to insemination, but right. it's like, it's gotta be all, it can't be like, well, they consented to this part. So it's okay. If I go in for in vitro fertilization, I am not consenting to putting anyone's egg and sperm inside of me. No. I am consenting to putting the it's egg specific. and sperm agreed upon right. inside of me. Right. right. Yes. That is, yeah. I mean, and I know now that after the, um, that now there is, they were able to um, create, yeah, they a, passed make a it law. illegal. Yeah. So. Hold on. What is, I, I wrote it down. What is the law now? In 2018, legislation was passed making illicit donor inseminations illegal. Right. Like, does that, like. <sighs> why does that have to be written down? Right. Like that's the, you know, those are, those are the things, right. That make you like go WTF. Right. And it's exactly what she said. If she spit in the district attorney's face, he could have her arrested for assault, for assault, but he could put his sperm inside of her without her permission. And it's all fine and good Well, because there's no law against it. She consented, Jody. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and then the other, you know, to add, you know, fuel to the fire, right? Like you're looking at all these, you know, I mean, lack of laws, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Then he finally does get taken to court for what do they get him for? Obstruction for? of justice or something. Like lying basically to his lying. children, threatening yeah, them, lying. stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? And, but I was literally mind blown when the judge. Sounded like she was going to cry when she was sentencing him. I, my jaw dropped. Okay. Like it was like, wow. I mean, as a Wait, judge. Hold on. You, sentencing you him. The sentence oh, yeah. was a f- fucking joke. Like, yeah. sorry, I'm dropping yeah. a lot of F-bombs on this one. It's, still, it's <laughs> the wine. Um, it no, the wine. no, but yeah, you're right. The sentence was a joke. It was, well, he was sentenced to a level six felony. He got a suspended sentence and had to pay $500. And she was choking up over that. Like, okay, what do they say whenever they're about to read a verdict? Hey, no emotion or you're going to get kicked out of my courtroom. Uh I could not believe it. Like, really, my head right now is going all over the place. (laughs) It was insane. Your head is exploding. I'm dropping F-bombs. My head's exploding. The podcast is going to blow up. Mind (laughs) blowing. Yeah. No, it just, it's unbelievable, really. I mean, and they did say that because Jacoba was one of the first, I believe they said 10, I, I, um, 10 people that filed, yep. right? Mm-hmm. She was able to read a witness statement and she kept getting, you know, her truths, truths in there. And well, the judge so here's kept stopping funny. her. The district attorney was saying she was on a script and even though it was a uh, a victim impact statement, it had to be relevant to victim the charges. Uh-huh. And the charges were that he had been lying and threatening his children, right? Right. And she had a script and she was supposed to stay and on it. she was it. going off of it. Girl. I was like, you go, Jacoba. Jacoba swung for the fences, man. Yeah, she did. She like, she went way off script. She said what she wanted to say. There were a lot of objections. They basically shot her down, but she, she went for it, man. She you was going to say what she Might wanted to well. say. Cause not, I mean, he didn't get anything else. Yeah. He, but you he, know what? Well, the way our legal system is, she would have gotten thrown in jail for contempt. She oh would have gotten, more, she would have gotten more time than he did. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and apparently at the end of the documentary, they let us know that he, that there are 94, currently 94 siblings. 
Yeah. And so, and it's like, you're right for, you know, 94, Sonia. I mean, I don't like 94. Well, and now too, it's like they all live within, I mean, they've all got to live nearby. They said most of them are within a 25 radius of each other. So 25 mile radius. How many grandchildren? I I know 95 people. No. How many grandchildren are going to accidentally. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine that? So literally it's got to be like a disclaimer or something at the high school, right? Hey guys, before, before Before you you ask somebody out to prom, (laughs) before you do anything, verify that you're not related to Dr. Klein. Holy shit. Like, I don't think I know 95 people locally, right? Like, yeah, but okay. Here is the most my, okay. As (laughs) if this whole thing isn't right. Mind blowing. I swear. Like, the whole podcast is mind blowing. His story is really upsetting and really disgusting and really alarming. But here is what they said at the end. 44 additional doctors have since been found to use their own sperm to inseminate fertility patients. All right. So my question for that is, <laughs> is it because it's easy? Is it because they like it? Is it why? Why? <laughs> Why? Maybe we need to start calling these doctors up and asking for interviews. Can you explain to me why? We're doing some research for a podcast. I mean, my, are I, you I, just a pervert? Right? Like, is there an ulterior motive? Or did you drop the sperm you were supposed to use? This makes me sick. Because like, I, I did have fertility problems. Like, and there's a reason I only see female doctors. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're getting the nurse down the other. No. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I can't even find words. I'm so angry and frustrated. And like. These men are violating these women in one of the most personal ways. Like, how do how do these men? decide I am going to father this woman's baby without her consent. Well, here's the thing. One of the mothers said, you know, and because obviously this is not a comfortable procedure, you know, right. Right. One of them, you know, was like, you know, he came in and she called it like some sort of needle, you know, that he was going to inseminate Mm -hmm. her with. And she's like, I just, you know, kept telling myself I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to have a baby, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like it had to have been uncomfortable. Right. So you are. Oh, dude, there is nothing comfortable about fertility treatments it is not like and I guess I mean as far as like mentally right like oh yeah it's right like it's all like stressful right so you are taking these women and men that come in with their wives right these in their most vulnerable states exactly because let me tell you I have never been more vulnerable then after miscarriages, when oh, yeah. I was like desperate to have another baby, like never in my life have I been in a more vulnerable position. Well, I mean, and it's, it's, it never goes away. Ever. Right? So then I can't imagine being in that position. And then, I don't know, 30 years down the road, finding out that, Hey, oh guess gosh. what? You had a baby oh my gosh. with your doctor because, you know, And I just, you cannot tell me it's not illegal for a man to decide I'm going to father a child without the mother's consent. I guess it is now. Like, 
Like, yeah, I mean, I obviously that's oh, not they the act say, of rape, right? That's not a violent sexual act. But to decide you are going to father someone's child without their consent, I would say that's pretty close well, to rape. Here's the other thing, though. They did say it is illegal in Indiana, not at the federal level. What the fuck? <laughs> so it makes you wonder, like, wait, so what states, you know, is this not illegal in? But I guess I don't, I mean, to me, I feel like, does every single thing have to be spelled out in the law? Like, wasn't there something they could have gotten him on for like a violation of consent? Right. Right. Like, does every single detail have to be spelled out for something to be illegal? And now granted, this was 1985, right? Yeah. So I was going to say, think about how many papers we have to sign just to take our children to the doctor now, you know, like every consent form right there is. So I assume that now maybe there would be something that violate, you know, even if it wasn't considered rape, there would have been something now that, you know, takes into account the fact that that was not consented to. Right. But it's, it's really sad that these things have to happen. Right. First, so the first person that gets caught and does it, nothing happens to them. They're just, oh, crap, we oh, should have well, written this Now we have legislation too. about putting sperm right. inside someone without their consent. Like, Damn it. We didn't what? write that one down. So now we got to right. write it down. It's okay. It's okay, Klein. You're good. Like, it, yeah, I, I can't. Oh, my gosh. I, it's, it's so gross. It's so, and, and another thing is, okay. There were other people working in his offices. How did no one in all this time ever realize what he was doing? Right. They didn't think it was funny that he'd get a patient and then go disappear in a room behind a closed door and come out all like, you know, (laughs) barf. Yeah. Like, don't know. Not suspicious at all. So, but his partner and his nurse swear that they never had any idea. Now, I'm a little sus of that because, look, there are 94 siblings that are known at this point. I would have to suspect there are, if there are 94 we know about. Now we're at 200. You got to double it. I'm thinking 200. That's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. His partner and his nurse never had any idea. You know what happened is they were just so successful. Everyone was coming into their office. Uh So it was a case of, hey, I mean, out of sight, out of mind, I guess. There were some women who were saying a lot of times they would come into the office and no one else was there, which that's another thing that has changed. I don't know if you've been like, I mean, even now, like with female doctors, there's always someone else in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even we went to get my oldest a physical and, you know, hey. They what it cracked me up because oh I'm curious what they told you because I'll tell you what they told me some kids are embarrassed I guess and they were like Uh your mom in the room and he was like I don't care you know like he didn't Uh care whatever so I stayed there so there were three of us in there right but I was like I mean so they told my oldest it can either be your mom or a nurse it's your choice oh okay no see now and I also think that it must vary by location because. A couple years ago, we went and we went to his, to their pediatrician uh-huh. and it was just me and the, um, the nurse practitioner. Uh-huh. And, uh, but we went to one of those like quick, like clinics. Oh, uh-huh. then, yeah. Um, urgent care type. Right. Places. Right. Like the ones in the grocery stores. I'm not, I, I don't, Myers has. Oh yeah. 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 Uh-huh, yeah, what, yeah. what it's called. But, um, um, yeah. And in there it was the nurse, 
the nurse practitioner, a nurse, and then myself. And they oh, wow. gave him the option, you know, of uh-huh. yeah. but she was going to be in there regardless. Okay. So it's Interesting. like, so I don't know if that varies by location, by state or what, you know, like, but yeah, I assume everywhere now has to have more than one. Dude. Yeah. I, and you can see why, because yeah. doctors are freaking because, perverts. Because this is where you go back to every profession has bad apples. Bad apples. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> yep. Dude, for real. But I'm telling you, like I, as a parent, I'm like, I will, I don't want to get too off track because I do want to go back and talk about Dr. Right. Klein's like uh, medical illnesses. But we had a crazy situation lately where I was scheduled for back-to-back appointments for my kids and obviously they were running late and right. they wanted to split my kids up and do exams at the same quicker. time uh-huh. on my kids. And I was like, I absolutely not do and not. And were these, were they physicals? No, it was, it was a minor issue, but I was still like, I do not consent to my child being examined in a room with a closed door without me present. Right. So you can do both my kids in separate rooms, but you're not doing or them do at the them same both time. in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, come in, isn't it quicker? I mean, I'm going to tell you right at my pediatrician's office, they'll do all they three said, of them. In whatever. The same room. They said it was something with COVID. They had to sanitize the table between patients. And I'm like, we're from the same Just household. Just put them on. They land, they spit on each other. Look, they're good. <laughs> now you got our germs in two different exam rooms. So right. I don't know what sense this I'm makes. I'm trying but- to save you one bed cleaning. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's neither here nor right, there. Right. The point is, I'm like, I do, like, no. I've heard enough crazy stories yeah. about doctors doing ridiculous things. I am like, no one is, no one is going to be in yeah. a room with my child by yeah. themselves, period. Yeah. I mean, and you so, said you want to talk about the medical issues. Yeah. So let's circle back around to that. You know, so many of Dr. Klein's children are having pretty major health Serious issues. Serious ones. Yeah. Clotting disorders have been hospitalized off and on, like, you know, really serious autoimmune conditions. Something else I relate to. I have an autoimmune condition. Like it is no joke. Right. And so now they're finding out he did have these health conditions, which would have precluded him from being a sperm donor in the first place. Even then, you know, it's not like it was any different. I mean, obviously it was different, but even then it would, he He would not have been an eligible sperm donor even in 19... 85. And here he is with, you know, Netflix says 94. I'll say 200 200. children later. 200 kids. Yep. Insanity for real. And I mean, no other word, right? I mean, there is no, yeah. I I, I just, hopefully if there, I mean, if there are other children that they find out, you know, I mean, for, for their sake and for their children's children, if you know, if, yeah, if I they feel like at this point, anyone who has who any to relations him. to Dr. Klein in any capacity, it's worth having a DNA test because yeah. it's exactly what you said. How do you know that you're not going to end up married cousin. to someone who you're <laughs> bio? Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the, and you just have to like, you take, like, you hear about people and playing God, right? right. Like, holy shit. I, I just can't even believe the level this man went to. Well, and, and I know, I realize they say that, you know, like, he is, they did find all these other doctors that, you know, had uh-huh. done this, but he is 
so far, I'll say so far, because we don't know how many haven't been caught, right? right? By far the worst, right? But it's like, when you work in this environment, when this is your job and you start doing this, I mean, what's to say you don't do it the entire time Right, you've been working there? Maybe there's 300 kids. Maybe there's 400 kids. Maybe like- there's 1,000 or 8,952. That's my favorite number. So, I mean, you know, and we're saying these funny things, right? But it's like, Yeah, no, it's man, obviously not funny. Man, it, I can't it, imagine. The like, whole story was horrifying to me. And I horrible. went back and forth between anger and feeling sick to my stomach. Grossed out. Yeah, barf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barf. Barf. So, yeah. Sonia's not going to let me drink wine anymore. I'm going to be like, dang, Jody, where's your wine? No, yeah, I yeah. am. Like, <laughs> last time she was all tired, so... Yeah. This works. But yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, that is the... Definitely worth a watch. It will have your jaw dropping the entire time. It will. And it's not a very long documentary. No, it's one episode. It's like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Ne- Netflix has one and a half speed, which is like one of our favorite you got features. 45 minute watch yeah, and you got dude, it. You, you exactly. Can, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice, quick watch. I mean, horrifying, yeah. disgusting, but keeps you interested yeah. in it. So For sure. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash real life is mind blowing, where you can download ad free episodes and get exclusive content. And don't forget to join us next week to see which documentary will blow your mind.